I need to upgrade your internet. By the way, I thought for a football player, Tyvis would have bigger arms than he does. Wow. Shots fired. He's a defensive back. Shots fired. I got more guns than Tyvis does. He's a big defensive back, though. We're going to get the headlines next. So when Tyvis comes in. All right. We'll do his last. quick, though. I did put in the chat in the, the rundown of the six young stars real quick while waiting for Tyvis. Yeah. yeah. Where do you rank Mitchell among the six? And for the people And we're going like Giannis, Jokic. It was Mitchell, Jokic, Luka, Luka Tatum, Giannis, John Morant. Those six. Okay. Where do you I, put Mitchell? I love him, but I'd still put him five ahead of John Morant. That's it. I'm with you. I do think he's better than John, but not by much. Yeah. I think they're very they're all fantastic. I think they're yeah. the same. Almost I think they're the, they the same people. They're the same dude. Same, yeah. same. Yeah, same they're very similar. Same effect. You know what jumps out to me? You can't put him ahead of Luka or Jokic. Yeah. Three or of those Giannis. are are born outside the United States. They help yeah. me because I got I got a. Someone was asking me the other day. They don't know how to buy and become a member here. So the, the paying coaches tier member. They don't understand Mikey, how to do it. Mikey, can you explain it to them? Yeah, I mean let's, yeah, let's you, break you it go down. To the YouTube it's very page. simple. There's a join button. So you go to Ultimate Cleveland Sports <laughs> Show on YouTube. On the main page, there's a join button. You click the join button and it takes you to the sign up. That's a good that's a, I'm glad you brought Very that up because if if somebody if one person is wondering that yeah. there's probably a lot we of people We should that record are like that. a 30 second tutorial to be right. able to show right. Could right. we just change the that. join button I've, I've to heard join that a member of times or like or become a member? So it doesn't say join but it says I become think it's a, a member. YouTube, I think we asked Ian about that. I think it's a YouTube setting that to good become one, YouTube. Members, Let's do a 30 join. second tutorial that we can run every yeah. day yeah. on the show we or something. Yeah. We'll work on that. Label how to become a member and our our resident tech Expert bull can talk people oh, yeah. through it. Talk Me, people through no it. Doubt. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, what's the HTTP <clears throat> oh, protocol? Do you know that? That's a hot tomato tamale <laughs> pizza. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tyvis, while you were that's gone, it. we talked about ranking oh. young well, players. Well, first, I got to let uh, Tyvis defend himself yeah. because I, you know, if I. You sure bust, you want to defend him with those arms? If I bust somebody's chops, I always bust their chops to their face. I never do it behind their back. <laughs> I said, Tyvis, for a oh, look, DP. Look, hey, 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 don't push, oh, don't push him up. up. I thought you got bigger arms for an NFL player. What did he say? What did he say? What he say? Marks. That's what they said. I said, I thought your arms would be bigger <laughs> for an NFL player. I thought you'd have more jacked oh, arms. No. <laughs> Back to him, no, you know, so boy, the thing is, man. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm, I'm, I, so, so, naturally, I'm skinny. So, mm. I, it was hard for me to, like, look jacked. So, mm. once you're done playing... And you don't lift the same, you just get skinny again. <laughs> obviously, 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 for you, it was the opposite thing. You and G. Bush, you kind of went the opposite way. With yeah, 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 yeah. My arms are jacked. I'm yeah. jacked, Ivis. <laughs> Sun's out. Hey, uh, anyways. Thomas, I will say, I, I see you coming in the family. Buckeyes, Bucks. I got it. I, I pulled it together, right? I see there's some affinity there. No, no, no. no. So, so let me. He's Let me explain. Man. I became a Giannis. I, I became a Giannis fan the day Kevin Durant decided to go to Golden State. That's when I became a Giannis fan. So whatever day that was, that was before Giannis became great. So you know, it's just I see things early. You know, it's you. you can see greatness. Like I spotted at an early. That's probably why I should go into recruiting, man. I should. Yeah. I could probably look at a kid and say that kid right there is going to be. I think so. Top two or three. Mike. By the way, who are those six players? I might need to look into it. Giannis, Giannis Jokic, Jokic, Luka, Luka, Tatum, Ja, Mitchell. You know 
what's good about those guys, too? Not only are they all great players, and obviously I don't know any of them personally, they seem to all be very likable players. Good yeah. dudes. The yeah. NBA's in good very guys. good hands. Yeah, they're yeah. all likable yes, guys. Wave of, and as I said, this next wave of superstars know, is boy. alive. Ja. Ja? Go ahead. Ja is like, in the news for something, ain't he? What, what ja, ain't Ja in the news for something? I'm, oh, I, I, I might have missed that. I missed that. <laughs> this. No, I think Ja... Josh, he fought like a 17-year-old kid or something like that, didn't he? Oh, wow, I did not see that. You never know telling what's going on in Memphis. I thought one of the interesting things, you know, we've seen the European wave and the foreign influence wave has been here for a long time. Right. But we're talking about those are the six young superstars in the league right now. Mm -hmm. And three, and of, them three of them are foreign, foreign born. players. Yeah, yeah. yeah because the game, the game has become international. And so it, they, have, they have taken it out. You know where we stopped playing for a while? And, and focusing on youth sports. Yeah, sure. Well, that went overseas and global. Yeah, and they they do it big time over there, right? right. And that's what you've seen. You remember Giannis came and he's like he was skinny as a rail. Yeah. Oh, my oh God. man, he was, was very a, skinny. Nah, and the, I feel like when you played and, and a little after that, it always felt like the European players were soft. They were different, right? And now they, they're I feel like now. they're well, this soft, but I feel like that re reputation is not as bad. Well, anymore. because they took they took the, the league went global. Yeah. Players, uh, NBA players start playing overseas. Right. American coaches start coaching overseas. And they yeah. right? brought that brand and, with And them. it brought that brand. And then it, the thing that helped them was the NBA sold its TV package to Europe and yes. the rest of the world. Yeah. So they would stay up at 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning, seeing those games we see at, at, right, right. at 6 o'clock mm -hmm. at night or 7 o'clock exactly. at night. And that's how they got better. Yeah. yeah. I think the NBA has done the best job of all the leagues in growing their sport <coughs> internationally. Oh, no, no. Yao, well, Yao Ming Yao, in Asia. Yao was, was the big was domino. Yeah. <laughs> no he was the number one overall yeah. prospect in the draft, who is a generational guy. Yeah, where's Trauma. he from, this guy? Victor. Victor Buenbenyana. Trauma for Wama. He's supposed to be he the gonna next be, great he player. He's going to be better right? than Giannis. Giannis is our, 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 be better than Giannis. Tyrus is trying to be his agent already. You are, Tyrus? Um, I'm just saying. Oh, Tyrus he, has been he singing be his praises for months here on the UCSS. Okay. I got the answer. Wait a second. Before what? we get to anything. I think Tyvis should be Speaker of the House. Ah! <laughs> Tyvis, we can't, they can't figure it out. Let's make Tyvis He could bring this country together. <laughs> Maybe on the 12th vote, you know, you should all vote wait, for Tyvis. Wait a minute. You know, you know, right they had, I have, listen, Bull, I'm going to let you know in. This is classified information, okay, and I'm going to say it because my wife, my, my wife is upstairs. The yep. ladies have told me that I have had a way with words. <laughs> smooth. The ladies have told See? me. See? You'll get you. Adam, I just, <laughs> yeah. Silky smooth. Look, I, didn't, I, I no. never realized you didn't Look. have to be in the house no, to be the speaker. No, no, you do not. I didn't know that hey, until recently. Hey, Tybus, you yeah. be running around talking about, you know, I got feelings for you. Yeah. You be lying, bro. Stop lying. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is, no, 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 no. That was back in the day. Gee, I can't. You, my phone, my phone don't even work no more. It's only, it only got one number in it, man. Tyvis, man. If, you, if you're that good a smooth talker, my, you, you got to talk your wife into moving to Cleveland. He says phone don't even work. I, it ain't happening. You got to get the headlines, guys. Sorry, you got to get the headlines. I can't pull that one. All right, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Tyvis has the first headline. Tyvis, <laughs> give right. us your headline. Your pre-written headline uh, for the oh, uh, Brown Steelers. Yeah, the, the Browns make history, and it ain't. I ain't gonna say Nick Chubb gonna break the record. It's gonna be because they marked the first losing season in Tomlin era. Oh, okay. Just think that I that like ground game, going, that, that, that ground game gonna come. Obviously, they're gonna feed Nick Chubb, and they're going to try to get him to break the record and get him as close as he can, at least. Um, 
but I think that ultimately it's, it's about physicality, you know, and I think that obviously they got TJ White and they got Cam Hayward, go Bucks. But I just, for some odd reason, I think <laughs> this is the last game. Let's go ahead and ride this thing out. Deshaun Watson is starting to look better, but I think Nick Chubb has been and will always be the key piece to getting Deshaun to become better. And I think in his little 20 carries that he get, he'll break a couple of them. Just my thought. My thought. Very good. I, right, I like Titus. it. I hope you're right. Have a Titus, good weekend. Have a great Titus, weekend. Thank you, brother. We'll uh, see you next week. All right, Slim. Work on those, those arms. Work on jacking up there a little bit. Don't do that. We go from one skinny former NFL player to a jacked NFL player. What up, Dequil? Yeah, that, uh, that's, yeah, that's yeah. Those are arms right there. That's a man's arms right there. I think we have audio we problems the with the quell too. We can't hear Dequell, him. log off, log back on. We're getting audio levels. We can't hear you. We'll come uh, back to you in one sec. Well, you know, this Viva system is weird. We get, it shows us levels in here, but then we can't hear him. So Let's he go. logs Pull off, he logs back there, on. Will you? Gremlin? Gremlin? Get, Jay, Gremlin's while we're waiting for Dequell to get back, right. it's your headline. Yeah, yeah, I'm not as optimistic as, as Tyvis. I just believe that the Steelers have a reason to play this game, and the Browns bring more dysfunction into this game. I think everybody's looking – to cleaning out their locker and getting this season to hell behind them. It's been a season from hell, if you really go back yeah, and think yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, so, I think um, it, the Steelers win this one at the end. Mm. But the bigger headline is a very bizarre, unconventional, uh, drama-filled season is finally, thankfully, over. That's my headline. G. Bush, you're up next. Let's get to these, let's get to these headlines. He forgot. I don't memorize these. <laughs> I don't either. I'm like, y'all, y'all memorize these? I'm like, wow. dang, I'm behind. Going out of style. Ah, look at the jacket. LL. Yeah. Uh, Browns win 31-12. Watson serves up a Taylor made loss for the Steelers. You should put GNN up there. Yeah. Hey, we is, made, listen, we made these early. Yeah, okay. the um, GNN nickname The one up. thing on the two L's on the jacket, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, you better check this because this is off the top of my head. I think if the Browns win, it'll be the first time since 88 that they've swept the Steelers in the regular season. It's been a while. I know that. I, I think that's yeah. the case. And uh, technically, the make, Browns will finish in third, even though they're tied. But the same. If point. they win, if they yeah. lose, obviously, they bring up the rear. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, man. Right. And by the way, we all at the beginning of this season, when we were saying, where are they going to be? Most of our predictions were eight and nine or nine and eight. We, I mean. Yeah. I had them eight, nine, and the Steelers seven and I, ten. No, I drank Kool-Aid. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I, 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 I said eight something. I think I said nine wins. Nine. Yeah, we'll go back saying, and look, but I'm pretty sure everyone said eight, nine, nine, and eight. Yeah. The quail, and the, once the, we the, knew the suspension was the, 11 The quail is back. The quail, what's that you headline, What's your headline, baby? brother? We can't hear him. Oh, oh no! It still shows. It still shows. <laughs> going on. Oh. Shows we're getting. We don't want excuses, Mikey. We want problems fixed. Let's go. <laughs> we want results. <laughs> uh, Dequell, I'm gonna send you a brand new link. Hold on, I'm gonna. I'm gonna yeah, get Dequell together. New link for Dequell. Let's put up Brad's headline then. I gotta ask. Dequell, I gotta ask Dequell. Dequell, I'm gonna send you the line for line one. Hold on. Dequell right. on line one. Here we go. Look, the Browns are making progress in the win. Right. I'm looking for just a better performance offensively. Watson's trending. Yeah. Okay. I like that Watson's like, like coming out of the like He's in his head. head. He's, <laughs> he's in Stefanski's he, he head. Like, he like Cardi B. Yeah, he like keep condos in his head. <laughs> oh, he's well, and with the Kool-Aid, you said, bring that back up. Yeah. I, want to get, I want you to get the last bit of Kool-Aid here. Bring that back up, Mikey. By the way, I think Brad has picked the Browns to win every week. Yeah. 17 and all. I'm a homer. I'm a homer. Look. 
Stefanski saves his job because yeah. people yeah. out here won't call a spade a spade. He would be getting his coat the same day two out the locker room. Let me holler at you yeah, an right. hour later, mm. bro. All right, listen, <laughs> we moving on. Save you. He, hey, come on, let me come over here, man. It's me and you. <laughs> I don't think Doug Collins even got back home that day. They were like, you come over here and see me, hey, son. That's the saving grace for that man, bro. You come that over here, son. You keep, keep something. That 230 people is mad about. <laughs> but, but listen, Stefanski's like, thank God for that 230. That's the only thing keeping me around here. <laughs> listen, they, they better revamp his stuff, man. I can't believe it. He's going to be the last man standing. All right, last headline. Money it's Bull. Bull's the last headline. And Bull, we had to edit a little bit just for. Oh. <laughs> I didn't say F, by the way. Yeah, it's, yeah we had I mean, to, I did say F, but not EFF. A little editorial discretion. Yeah. F does <laughs> Yinzers. You, you did have me and Anthony in tears when you sent us that. Brown spoil Steelers season. Pittsburgh finishes under 500. There you go. Uh, listen. Anthony didn't know what a Yinzer was, by the way. He's like, how can I find a picture of a Yinzer? And I'm like, I, I, uh, it's because I'm a better Clevelander than Anthony is, yeah. you know? Um, He's from Palmer. Is that even actually? Happen? I've spent more years as an adult in Cleveland than Anthony has. That's crazy. That's well, true. Because he just just recently became one. <laughs> borderline. It's borderline. The verdict's still out, Anthony. Yeah, exactly. We love you, but we're not sure yet if you're still a, a child or have, yes. have made the transition into adulthood. That's true. But hey, listen, I I thought I had it in the bag. Yeah. Uh, the victory lap was well, already hell, two being and done. six. It looked two like it was a it was done deal. Dunsky. And now, and I gave Aditi a chance to kill me yesterday, which that's not her style. Uh, I, I, I'm going to be so angry if the Browns lose this game. I know it doesn't mean anything, but I think the Browns want to spoil the Steelers I, season. I think there's something I don't think there's that. any doubt about it. But, but the, here's the question. Yeah. Is the Steelers' desire to make the playoffs stronger than the Browns' desire to spoil the Steelers' season? Probably, but that the teams in that scenario don't always win, right? We see it no, all the time. No. Remember the Colts last year, all they had to do was beat a bad Jacksonville oh. team and they couldn't do it. Yep. Uh, speaking of which, it's been so bizarre. Think about this. The Dolphins have lost five in a row. Five in a row. Yeah. The Jets have lost five in a row. The Jeez. Titans have lost six in a row. Meanwhile, and the, the Lions and Jacksonville right. are going well, the other Jacksonville way. and Pittsburgh were both two and six. And now both well, Jacksonville win and they're in. Yeah. Pittsburgh win and they have a chance. By the way, there is a – if Jacksonville, even if they lose to Tennessee, which I doubt they will, but if they lose, they still could get in. If, if the Patriots, Dolphins, and Steelers all lose, then Jacksonville would get in as a wild card even if they lose. That's, That's wild. ridiculous. Yeah. What were Urban says? You know, I think Doug Peterson's genius credentials have been renewed. Mm-hmm. I really do. I mean, and Urban looks really bad. Because, by the way, yeah, when you yeah, look at yeah. what Doug Peterson did with Nick Foles and winning that Super Bowl. And with Carson Wentz. That might go with, yep. well. Carson but, Wentz was only good with him? Right. It, it's easy to look at this guy now and say, wait a minute, maybe he's the new John Gruden. Yeah. Maybe he's the guy that can get things out of players at quarterback. Because, oh, by the way, what's happened to Carr since Gruden's been out of town in Vegas? Yeah, he has like a his, bad year. His star has yeah. fallen dramatically. Yeah. And sometimes, and, and maybe Stefanski is that guy. Because Stefanski's success with Jacoby Brissett, when Brissett left after week 11, his, I think his QBR was top 10. Yeah, his... And no his one P, saw that coming. His DFS like eight, grade was good. Was eight, like yeah. Almost eight. Yeah, I mean, no one saw that coming. It was the best Brissett's ever played in his career. Baker. Yeah probably played his best football no doubt in his first year with Stefanski yeah 
So that's why the patience on Stefanski, I'm just so tempted by what could become of the offense with Stefanski and a full Deshaun yeah, Watson just, for a you season. Just, you just make my point for me. It's I always, want to it's see it's that. It's always with lesser talent. He's, it about, is, he's, it. he's winning. Well, let's see what he can but do he with a superstar quarterback yeah, for a year. Right. I just think I just think if you fire him before this year, you're you're acting too soon. Too soon. I do. <laughs> I do. I agree. We, we've talked. Hold on. We talked about all this kind of off the beat trail. We talked about all these coaches. The guy we haven't talked about is Van Pelt. Well, because what does he do? Well, I mean, he is a big part of the game plan, right? Is he? Is he? Yeah, of course. I mean, I assume so. I don't think he's just there as a figurehead. I, I don't. He's Scott Pioli. No, I, I <laughs> like me. Say what you want. There's, there's a lot of younger kids, younger guys. Like, Who is Scott? Whatever yeah, you think about Google Stefanski, it. good Patriots. or bad, I think he's a collaborative guy. I think he and Van Pelt work on the again. Yeah, I don't Jason know for sure. Insisted. I think they do work you, on the game plan do you together. Think, do you think Van Pelt at some point says, "Hey, dude, I want to, I want to be an OC I somewhere"? Of course. Well, he is an OC, but you want to be a play caller. I, but yeah. I would, Every guy wants to be a play caller. Yeah, certainly. I, I, I would like them to. I would like them to find an outside passing consultant or passing coordinator. Like it's I, a passing game coordinator. Yes. Other I, teams have them. I, I would like because I, I, I'm confident in their run. Do concepts. they not have one? I don't know. I don't think they got one. No, I'm confident in their run so. concepts. Uh, I, I don't know how I feel about their, their well, pass it, concepts. Well, I will say this, and I agree with you. Because you said something earlier about yeah. changing the way they play. They got to play. Stefanski's never had a quarterback with with this kind of skill set, right? right? Mm-hmm. Now, part of me says, well, yeah, th- like you say, they're they're passing concepts. There's, there's issues, but the other part is me is well, maybe he has better concepts, but he didn't have the talent, especially a quarterback. Maybe we'll to see pull them next off. year. So, but one way or the other, he better have it fixed because there's no reason yeah, they got- why this team shouldn't like Deshaun Watson should throw for a minimum of four thousand yards. I think it should be 4,500 plus. Yeah, yeah. And Nick Chubb should still be able to get 1,200 yards. Hell, I'd do backflips for 4,000. I really yeah. would. I'd be thrilled yeah. with 4,000. Dequell? Dequell, welcome back. Can this we hear you? This is line three. Microphone. Can you guys hear me? Hey! Line three is there. I deserve a Nobel oh, Peace Prize and an IT of the Year. Man, hey, Mike, you deserve all the flowers, buddy. You made that work. Dequell, first of all, how's the Achilles coming along? You feeling okay? Yeah, it, it's feeling pretty good, fellas. I'm actually out of the boot. I'm walking uh, in my shoe. I still have some heel lifts, but it, it, it's progress. Every week is progress. So I'm Very good. good. Dequell, uh, let's talk about Tyvis' arms for a minute. Did you get to see his arms? And how unimpressive are they for a former NFL player? <laughs> you, you know what? Uh, because I'm a guy that's got to lose a little bit of weight, I actually envy Tyvis right now. But the arms were, were slacking a little bit. But he, he can do a lot better than that. <laughs> and, and, and when, I, I got a. I had a question for Ty. It's like, when did he become a Milwaukee fan? Like, who, uh, who's yeah. Jay say you're a front runner. Jay say you're a front runner. He saw Giannis was going to be great for ten years, and once he decided that he wasn't going to leave Milwaukee and go to Golden uh-huh. State, he was like, oh, so I could be a Bucks fan because yeah. they're going to be good for the next decade. Right. He was the kid that in our era <laughs> came to school with the mm-hmm. Cowboys lunchbox. Right. Remember that? And the Yankees. And the Yankees. Yes. And the Celtics. Were you or Lakers? He, he, were you a wizard? He's going to get a text from me for sure. Dequell, were you a wizard? <laughs> bullets. A bullets, I guess. Uh, Redskins fan as a kid? Absolutely not. No, I grew up oh. in Florida. So I was oh, wow. a Florida guy. I'm an idiot. Diehard Bucks fan. And I've learned living in this area and all my families, all my wife's family, yeah. uh, 
family, they are diehard uh, Commanders fan. And, it, you know, you watch them, but I don't root for them. I root for the guys that I played with or either coach with or something like, or something like that. But, uh, you know, you learn to love them, but you follow them. I'm actually uh, – so I've, I've been to a few um, – you know, Wizards game, and it's not all that interesting, to be honest with you. So let me dig down on that. So you as a professional athlete, you, there's there's a couple of things pledging allegiance. Like when you watching games, obviously you drafted by the Browns, but you grew mm -hmm. up rooting for Tampa Bay because that's your hometown. You currently live right. in the D.C. DMV. So obviously you that's the team that's on TV locally, but you right. play for the Colts. How do, how do you view watching football games? And is it just you watch them or which team has like your heart? Like if I got an eye. I, Plus I, you didn't even mention what he, his buddies that are on different teams. Yeah, yeah friends on other teams. Who, yeah. Like who yeah, but your question is at the beginning of the season, if you had a pick who you wanted to win the Super right. Bowl, who would that be? Browns. Oh, that you, you guys. Are, well, I mean, it's, obviously it's the Browns, obviously. Good. I mean, that's the, that's the easiest <laughs> answer. I mean, listen, I have connections everywhere. And so, like, in Indy, for instance, uh, I had a chance to play with, arguably, will be in the Hall of Fame. Two guys this year, Joe Thomas and Reggie Wayne. So, and I'm still in all that. Reggie Wayne even knows my name. You yeah. know, and then some other guys That's I had crazy. a chance to Yeah, Edrin James, uh, we've, oh, we've yeah. developed a friendship. And just all the different, you know, guys I've come in contact with that uh playing in Indy, I mean, they showed me love because I played for them. And you just, you just value the relationships, the friendships. And it's like a big fraternity. No matter what jersey you're wearing, you want to root yeah. for the guys that you either play with or the kids are playing now. I'm getting up in that age now, but uh, it, it's a beautiful thing. Dequell, speaking of Joe, I heard Joe actually getting interviewed yesterday on NFL radio, and they actually asked him a really fascinating question about, like, preparing for games. And you've talked a lot about this. And he talked mm -hmm. about how, um, as an offensive lineman, almost all the time, the guy he's going up against is a better athlete. And so he mm -hmm. had to be overly prepared. He talked about especially going against Dwight Freeney. Like he was like, yeah. I had to gain that that split second of edge by studying him so carefully to know what he was going to do because otherwise he was going to out athlete athlete me to the ball. I found it was I thought it was really fascinating. He is such a student yeah. of the game. Yeah, that's what, I mean. I was you can put me in that boat as well because I was never the tallest, strongest, or fastest guy. So I knew at an early age. When I entered the league, everybody, every running back, I'm going to have to guard one-on-one, every tight end, every mm -hmm. slot receiver. Everyone is a better athlete than I am. So how do you still approach and be confident that you can get your job, job done and play at a high level? You had to over, you had to play the game above the shoulders, and that's where I excelled. And, you know, some other intangible things I had, to, the IQ level, and I had just the, the self-awareness to understand that, which is it's easier said than done. Most guys can identify, identify with that. And, you know, let's say if you, you, you know, when you start to combine that type of mentality with the skill set like a Joe Thomas, mm. you ended up equating it to a Hall of Fame. Hey, and it's a very small margin between the really great players and the Hall of Fame guys. The Hall of Fame guys put in that extra work that have that guy given ability. Hey, DQ question for you. You, you catch this clowny comment from yesterday? I did. I did. Right. I read the story. So tell, this me, tell, tell me what you think that symbolizes from clowning and out that locker room. Tell me what you think. You, you know what? If you would have asked me about his play last week or the week before that or the week prior to that, I would have told you he was playing uninspired football. And reading the comments and understanding what he was talking about, clearly he's upset. He's upset that he hasn't been put in a position 
to actually move around and make plays. The, the, the scheme wasn't, it was all for Garrick and rightfully so because he has 15 sacks right now. He is the number one, the first round draft pick. He is the face of the franchise. What it tells me about Clowney is, you know, he's a, he doesn't like the, he doesn't like the situation he's in clearly. Um, Joe Woods, we've talked, you know, at which, you know, we've, we've talked enough about his inability to run this defense and Clowney's frustration right now is clear that he's not happy there. He has something going on that uh, he's unhappy with and he hasn't been put in a position to, to exceed. And, and let's face it, Clowney's never had a double digit um, sack season. The most he's had is nine and a half. So again, uh, he's a veteran. He's made his money, as he said. He just wants to just to be in a position and, and have people believe in his ability. But quite frankly, he knows where he is in his in his career. He's not a he's not a guy that's going to get you ten plus sacks a game. Right. He's a run stopper. He's a big body. He's hard to move around, and he's trying to collect the check. So, listen, would I have done? Would I have gone out and said all those things um, to the media? What I would have done. Not to say that it's wrong, but I would have had a conversation with the right people, with the right people, and to let them know my frustration. But it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have. Um, it wouldn't have got uh, to the paper. Showing up on the field. Dequell, uh, uh, the bigger issue here, I think that Brad's leading to, and G. Bush laid out a number of instances where there have been problems between management, coaching staff, and star players in particular. He talked about Njoku, and his was contract-related, which Bull points out, and also Hunt, his was contract-related. This appears to be contract-related. Jarvis Landry's time didn't end well. OBJ's time was a disaster. Baker Mayfield, do you see that there's a bigger global issue here between coaching staff and these star players that, for various reasons, have been disgruntled? Yeah, I know. I know what Brad's getting at. He, he, he wants to get uh, up out of here. That's and right. I'm trying. I'm trying to stop him. <laughs> <laughs> I can you read between the lines, Brad. And, and, and I said, you know what I'm talking about. I'm the one who's out of here. I know, listen, I, I think there's a, there's a clear, clearly there is. I, I mean, I can't argue. I, I can't disagree. Uh, I think he can do a much better job of of, of dealing with the big personality players yeah. on the team. Uh, I, I I agree with you on that. However. Um, it's a tricky situation, right? Because every guy, we don't know whether or not he had some contractual um, escalators in his contract to say, hey, if I get a certain amount of sacks, you know, I get X amount of dollars. We don't know because we know teams, with my experience, actually play those games with you. Oh, yeah, they like, do. Hey, we don't see you coming back. We're not going to let you hit your incentives and pay you all this money. So there's a lot of different things that that um, that that's part of this, uh, this situation here. But listen, at the end of the day, my honest opinion about Joe Woods and this defense, I don't think he should be back. I think they have to cut bait with him uh, because clearly he's not been able to, um, you know, identify an asset or, or, or a guy like Jadavion. You can use him in certain situations. You can make, get the best out of him. And they seem to be – he seems just to be a guy this year. And unfortunately, you know, it's tr- it spilled over to the rest of this defense when they've underachieved uh, dramatically this season. But – um, I don't think Kevin Stefanski, not yet. I give him one more year. I give him a uh, mulligan this year. 
Soft on crime, bro. Soft on crime. Hey, but that's a, that's a campaign. <laughs> he hit you with the campaign slogan. Dequell Jackson. <laughs> soft he was on. with the Browns. His defense <laughs> was soft then. Now he's soft on crime. <laughs> well, let, let me ask you this because I, I posed this to the panel earlier, and I'm really curious to get your take and what you think the proper power structure should hey, hey, be. Real, real quick, Jay. Yeah. Stefanski speaking to the media, he would not say whether or not Clowney will play on Sunday. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. I can't. I mean, that's. I can't. I cannot. I can't, I can't imagine. I mean, they sent him home. He's not playing. I mean, it's clear dysfunction. He's mad at everybody. He's mad at Kevin Stefanski. He's mad at the whole operations of how everything has transpired yeah. this season. It, that, that's obvious. And I'm sure other guys feel that way, but I, I never forget. There was a coach that, that he, he had the best line ever um, on talking to uh, an undrafted guy. He was like, afford to be who you be who you, who you can afford to be. Yeah. And, and right now, uh, uh, Jadavion Clowney has made his money. He can go out and say these things at the end of the season. Sure. It won't affect him. He's signed a one-year deal. And he'll probably be someplace else. I, I think that this is nothing more than a strategic, try, trying to hold some sort of strategic edge. You don't want to telegraph to the Steelers that he's definitively not playing. But when you send a player home on Friday, I, I can't yeah. remember any instances Man, where you send them home on Friday and then you lace them up and put them out there on stuff. Sunday. Yeah, but back not. to the point. The By the way, point, guys, uh, on his contract, real quick, uh, Clowney has a per-game roster bonus that totals a million dollars. I say so if he doesn't play, he's going to lose one eight, one seventeen, one seventeen. Yeah, he's going to lose. And he does have a million dollars total worth of incentives. I haven't been able to figure out oh, what yeah, they're sure for specifically. I'm sure he ain't hit none of them. That's Costco's money. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so I, I asked the guys about like for them to rank who they believe has the most power in the Browns organization. And I'm curious to see what you say about that. And everybody in the organization, obviously the coaching staff, GM, owner, everything, analytics guru. Yeah. Give me your take on what you think that hierarchy is, one to three, and then maybe tell us what you think it should be or what you've seen successful organizations sort of have that power structure be and make it work best. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it has to start with Haslam, right? Haslam, and then I have to put, even though you, I don't hear much about him, but the, the, how do you say his name? Deep Podesta. Deep Podesta. And then I, th I feel like uh, between Barry and Stefanski, they're like a package deal, right? And I, yeah. and I think, you know, and, and that's what I get. I, I haven't talked to anyone about it, but I just get that feeling that's the way it goes. But I think the way a successful organization needs to run is obviously it starts with the owner. And then you hire someone. Uh, me, my honest opinion, you, you've hired a GM who's the who's the the pulse of this football team. The GM and the head coach have to work in tandem. Have to understand what type of players they need, what type of attitude we need to to to, to coach a football team, and not just a, a mediocre team, but a championship level team. And it's going to take someone at the at the helm, and Brad's going to like this that can uh, that can deal with the big personality. Guys and coach them. Look at my <laughs> man. Look at my man behind you. That's okay. <laughs> no, we got a co-star. So I, I, I think we got a bottom of the zone. So I, I just think you know, in this case with the Browns, man, they they just they really have underachieved, and I think everybody on this coaching staff, everyone on this team, has to have a hard look and and self-evaluate who's the guys I can win a championship with. 
But, um, yeah, go ahead. Well, I think my biggest question here is when you look at the organizations that are successful, always successful, I don't see their owners grabbing the, the rope and pulling in that power struggle. Like, you know, when you think of the Crafts and the Roonies, but then I think of Jerry Jones, who really has had no postseason success once. Since firing Jimmy Johnson. What, what, yeah, uh, yeah, so the only success that they had under him, yeah. he screwed up and right. got rid of the coaches. And, and, and they've had no success. And, and Washington, Washington with Snyder. Yeah. It seems to me that when the owner is in the top three, I, it feels like that could be a big problem. They, they're business people. They're not football people. They write checks. They shouldn't have power and say on all these things. Hire the right people and let them lead. Well, that's it. I don't think because he's so involved, they don't. There's something there. There's something to, to read into it in terms of how comf- confident they feel in Kevin Stefanski. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> he's good, man. He's well, great. I, I think that's a big thing. Yeah, take it until you find a guy like a You take a back seat, but until that happens, I think you have to be involved. And I think Kevin Stefanski on a one-year deal to get this to right the ship because if not, then. There is no more defending him. You, I like you have to. He's such a nice guy. <laughs> hey, DeQuell. <laughs> I give him one year. I give yeah. him one more year after this. DeQuell, defensive coordinator, you got to go. Unfortunately, you played in a lot of games against the Steelers late in the year where the Browns were not going to the playoffs. So what's the mindset of the Browns players? They've been eliminated, but they know that they control the Steelers' destiny. If they win that game... They knock the Steelers out. Does it mean more to knock the Steelers out if you're a Browns player than knocking Washington out? I assume yes, but I don't know. You would know better than me. Yeah, I mean, you, I'll be honest with you. Some guys are going to have that, going to think about that. Let's knock the, you know, let, let's 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 beat the Pittsburgh Steelers because they're Pittsburgh Steelers. But half the locker room, they're thinking about where they're going to be next week. Mm-hmm. You know, especially when you're not playing for anything right now. And, yeah. I, and that's the that's just the honest truth. A half yeah. of the locker is going to be divided. Half the locker room understands what's at stake. They want to win an extra game. They want to put out, you know, good film, uh, you, know, you know, for the last game of the season. You want to be the arrival down the road. But half the locker room, hell, I don't know what type of game you're going to get. Hey, they, that, wow. bro, Bequil, you, forgot, you forgot that small percentage, bro. The ones that got vacation plans already. Oh, yeah, that was me. To, that was me. Trying to figure out where I'm going. Am I going to Bahamas? Where am I? Aruba? Where, where am about, I going here? Talk, talk about babe. Uh, babe, that all inclusive? They already bought the tickets. <laughs> the tickets are already yeah. purchased. That little bed and breakfast. <laughs> all inclusive. Listen, I, I was one of those guys, but I, I was still, I can, I can handle both. But a lot of guys, they set up vacations. Yeah. And they're, they're thinking about not getting hurt. That's what they're thinking That's what they're about. thinking about. Looking at the yeah. look, look. Surviving. Quarter, they want to survive it. Because here's the thing. If you get hurt, whatever travel plans you have, you got to stay at least a week at that yeah, facility. Like, hey, I got two more hours to make. And you know, Duquel, you know, when he packed, he ain't got no socks in that place. He got all. Oh, no. no. They're all sandals. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, oh, socks. A former Steeler, Ben Roethlisberger, made news this week when he was asked whether or not the uh, the Steelers will win and make the playoffs. And by the way, little man oh, back there with the helmet on is priceless. <laughs> it's priceless. So uh, Roethlisberger like was the asked. There you go. Roethlisberger was asked. And Ben said, well, yeah, I think they're going to win. I mean, 
basically, I'm paraphrasing, after all, they are playing the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> okay, see. shots fired from his sofa. Yeah. Um, I'll give you an opportunity to respond to that. I mean, sometimes the Listen, truth hurts like hell. But And, and that's... And- that's precisely why I, I do not like the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah! You know yeah. The fact that you want to, the fact that you want to hang your hat on, be listen. We're you kick us when we're down. I get it. Like that. Come on, man. Come on. Let let's suit back up. Suit back up, and let's see what you can do on that yeah. field. You know, let, let's have a, let's have a, a alumni game where we get all former our best. Ooh, uh, yeah, ooh. Take alumni ooh. From each, I would each team. That. Let's go at. Ooh. Oh, By the way. Have you guys, Dequell included, have you guys seen the movie Dodgeball? Remember the movie oh, Dodgeball? Oh, my favorite. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can dodge okay. a wrench. But you, if you, you can, can dodge a wrench, you can dodge, dodge a wrench. Remember at the end of the movie, during the credits, Ben Stiller is sitting on his couch and he's gained like hundreds yes. of pounds. Yes. That's what I picture yes. Ben Roethlisberger looking like right now. <laughs> like eating oh, yeah, a chicken, yeah. uh, like a, th- uh, a turkey Like Fat drumstick. Bastard from, uh, from yes. Arkansas. <laughs> like 400 pounds. Basically a taller version of me, if I'm honest. Uh, that's Can we I get think. a picture of Fat Bastard from Austin Powers for those that are too young hey, to remember cute. that? He yeah. put the stuff Yo. back nice. He put the nice. He put the stuff back right. He put look Hi, at your, buddy. Look at your hand. He put it back right. He put it back right. He still hasn't figured out who I'm talking to right now. Yeah. No, no, no. Hey, Dequel, at least he, stole he put the memorabilia back. Stole your hair. He stole your hair. I know. I say that all the time. I say, that's yeah. my that's my go-to line. I say it all the time. He looks at me crazy. You're dirty. Yeah, you have no hair. Hey, before you get your hair Hey, bring him up there. Join bring the party. Up there. Wow, there look, big man. look at those uh, dimples. Holy cow. What a, a cute what a cute <laughs> Look at him. He's waving. That's awesome. Looking like his daddy. That's awesome. <laughs> We're going to have a Tyvis with his daughter, Dequell with his son crossover at some point. Hey, oh, my God. That, hey, would be, that would be outstanding. Yeah, but the only difference is. You can bring Aaron in, too. Yeah, but we'll Dequell likes to show off his kids. Tyvis is trying to get him out of the camera. Yeah, he is. Yelling for them to be quiet. You know, in the yeah, yeah, look, looking like he in a hey, serious guys, magazine. Can I, can I yeah, say one yeah. thing before I forget? Yeah. Of course. Um, uh, so, G. Bush, I want to I want to commend you, brother, for what how you spoke out passionately. Yes. With that energy that you you had about you know um, Demar Hamlin's situation and the reality of his situation. I, I got a lot of text messages, oh, a lot of DMs. Who is this guy, man? Can I get in contact with him? So. I think that was a beautiful thing with what you did, man. And, and if I could say this, just just watching that play was was uh, oh man, it, it put a lot of things in perspective. Man, really did, cool. you know, just have him with me, just to be able to to say I was fortunate enough to make it out as healthy as I could. But yeah. again, man, I, I I give you all the respect for for speaking with that language, and I hopefully that energy continues. Hey man, I appreciate but, uh, it, man. Like I always said, man. I always said, man. You know, I'm just, I'm just grateful that, that we have a platform. And the show has got so much exposure over the last few weeks. And people, people can be coming up to me saying, man, I didn't even know you guys was there, man. You guys, I went back and watched some of your your episodes, and you guys talk about some of the realest topics. So, you know, for me, I, I was excited to to have people to shine a light on the platform and. You know, it's just a beautiful thing to see all those people and players and come Dequel, out and say that. I, let's open the platform to you. Yeah. Y- you lived this life. Yeah. Y- you're a former mm-hmm. player. One of the things that Jason said was, hey, man, th- it, it, it sucks. This system sucks. There's no other way to say mm-hmm. it. And the league is not treating yeah. its players fairly. But it ultimately yeah. comes down to the damn collective bargaining agreement. Like, this stuff was yeah. collectively bargained and signed off right. on by the players. We talked about yesterday, okay, we all agree change has to happen. How the hell do we get there? 
Yeah, you know what the the underlying the crux of this issue is is the fact that and I when I played I was always a union rep and I was fortunate enough to be with a uh, agent who wanted guys to be involved in the union to know what was going on and so even as a union rep you really don't fully comprehend what it means to be a former player and the benefits that that will won't be afforded to you because in my opinion there's two types of athletes in the national football league there's vested and non-vested right and when you're vested you're afforded a ton of the annuities 401k plans all the resources that the nfl can provide for you but if you're not vested things are very much so complicated and um Mm -hmm. and for me how so you know How, how so so for instance Right now, I played 11 seasons, right? right? And so every year, I maxed out my 401k. And the NFL has the best 401k plan. They match you two to one. If you're wow. not vested, you oh, can't participate. God. You can't participate in that program. Until three years. And, and in order, three years and three games. And so as, and when I was a union rep, I always, I never saw the difference between the practice squad. The only difference between the practice squad guys and the, and the guys who played on Sunday was just that. Guys played on Sunday, but they were there every day of the week. They went through the same grind you went through. So there was always a huge discrepancy. And I think the crux of it is you have a lot of young people that <laughs> there isn't enough of integration between former and current former and current players to hash out what exactly is important for what we need when we're done playing. Because yeah. out of the 2,000 players that are playing this game actively right now, there's going to be all of those guys are going to be former athletes, and then that's when you realize, you know, some D- of the. DQ, let what, me ask you a question. I'm going to ask you from, from the NBA side, right? And I, I think it's always mm-hmm. led by the players, right? Uh, right? When you're looking for change. Mm-hmm. The where we are on guaranteed money, right? I go down one day. Yeah. I don't care. I got a fire deal. I'm still getting that money. Right. Don't work like that for you. You get your no. money up front on these signing bonuses. Why do you why do you guys prefer the bonus signing bonuses to to the guaranteed money? What is the deal? They don't prefer it. That's all. That's all. No, because no, no, they can change the paradigm. If, well, if, you know if they is, jumped Brad? up and said they want a guaranteed money, they could get it. You know what it is, Brad? Um, listen, I wish I would have had a chance to talk to him before I say this, but there's a few guys in this league that can really cause a massive shift. Yes, they can. Guaranteed money and signing bonuses. And I'll go back to a guy that I played with, Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck at the time when he was the next touted guy, right, going to sign a massive deal. We all thought collectively within the union, you know, secretly talking about he's going to ask for the first fully guaranteed deal, and he didn't. It's going to take a guy – it's going to take a quarterback or someone at that level to guarantee – to ask for a guaranteed deal to start the conversation. Well, Deshaun Watson not, has it. Watson just got yeah, it. Deshaun Watson got the first guaranteed. Well, is is he going it. to be the Kurt Flood of the NFL? And that's what's holding up the Lamar Jackson deal, I think. I think so, too, because, because now everybody he, after him is going to want right. it. That's not a thing. That's a fact. Right. Yeah. That's the reason he's yeah. well, he wants a guaranteed Here. contract. Yeah. So, I, I, so I it's going to take more guys that can generate that type of revenue. Yeah. To all band together and say this is what we need, and I, quite frankly, it's it, this 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 topic is I could talk about it all day. And yeah. the crux of it is, you have young men. Young men don't think a twenty-two year old is not going to think like a thirty-two year old. They're never going to be old. Right. Young men negotiating with owners, billionaires. 
I, I got you, the you, veteran you, stars got to take care of the young players, do, right, to make it, that happen. So the, I want there's some things that I would even like clarity about. Do so when you so only first question is do only active players vote? And yeah. two, say for instance you came down with I don't know if you got you know oh, CTE, you had mm -hmm. something happen where you were disabled mm -hmm. or something happened because of football injuries that you find out as you get older. How difficult yep. would it be for you to get almost impossible uh, disability in the NFL? So I'm glad you asked that. So with the new CBA um, was was getting ready to be signed. There was a lot of my former teammates, wives and significant others reach out to me and and a lot of my other friends about because currently they were on TMP, total and permanent yeah, disability. Right, right. And in the previous CBA, it said that if if a state granted you uh, Social Security, that automatically said, you know what, you're you qualify for terminate and uh, TMP, total right. and permanent disability uh, right. program. So a lot of my former players who can't work, who've had issues, whether you don't know if it's CTE, but they've had a, num a, a good amount of issues that were they they actually um, qualify for this this program. Now with the new CBA, it's and they they they've worked their lifestyle around this this money that comes in monthly because of their disability. They can never go out and work in the workforce. Right, right. So now the new CBA comes around and it's extremely difficult. So the problem was now the NFL changed the rules because if, if you qualify for Social Security, now you had to go through all these hoops right. and jump through all these different doctors, NFL doctors to say, hey, you qualify for this disability. Well, and did they change the rules difficult. though without the union signing off on that? The union, had, the union signed off on it. Yeah. The union so, had to sign and that's off. my rub. Yeah. Why the hell are they making all these concessions? Like, yeah. When Gene lays out the problems, right? You literally look at this and say, "Damn the NFL." They want to make but, that. But paperwork. what I really want to say is, "Damn the players for approving yeah. that." They want to make these things so hard, so people eventually go, "Why bother?" And, well, right. that's what they done, do, right? Bernie Kosar has yes, told exactly. me stories off air about, man. Eventually, the hoops just get to be too many. Oh, you know. You know, that, there's a point I want to make. So G made a great point uh, early this week, and my buddy Dominique Foxworth, uh, he was on, he's on Get Up and First Take in the morning, and he brought up the fact that a few months ago, so there was this huge tidal wave of emotion and empathy for Jamar Hamlin, and rightfully so. And what he echoed was there needs to be that same energy for the former players because yes. guys like myself, guys like him, we dealt with a situation that was life-threatening about three months ago. We had a which he was a former teammate of mine. Uh, his significant other reached out to Dominique's wife. His wife reached out to me in the proper channels. We got him help. So apparently, what happened? He was having an episode of some some degree. He yeah. barricaded himself in a house with a yeah. loaded gun and was making threats. Mm. And this is something that hell, I've been out of the league almost six years now. This is a reoccurring thing. Yeah, it's a reoccurring thing. It, it's, it's it happens too often. It happens too often, and the young players in the league, they're so caught up in what they're doing, and right I get now. it. I was one of those people. There's enough conversation and energy behind that saying that, you know what, I shouldn't have to deal with – and, and all these guys aren't even 50 years old. Right. These guys are dealing with real issues that the NFL has done everything they could to just push it to the side. 
And that energy needs to be there because a lot of guys are hurting and a lot of guys don't understand it. It's like a, a vicious cycle of these young guys agreeing to rules that seems to be okay for them at the moment. But 10 years goes right. by five. Or let's say after five years, when you're no longer part of, uh, when you no longer have uh, uh, insurance through the NFL, right. it complicates things. Listen, I played 11 seasons. I made, I've saved a lot of the money I made. My wife has a uh, works in corporate America. Even I don't pay for the NFL's insurance that I have to pay for. That's how expensive it is. Yeah. Right. Right. A guy that was invested or played, you know, half of the amount of time that I play, it's extremely, that's a big expense. And it, mm. they make it so difficult for guys to just function, you know, mm. and, it, and it shouldn't be that. And, and no, listen, it we're shouldn't. a long ways away from correcting that, correcting that issue. And I just hope everyone keeps talking about it. Sadly, Dequell, we got to wrap up today's show, but I want to ask you this, and I'm sure the answer is going to be yes, but I think G. Bush has hit a real chord that, everybody can relate to whether you're you know pro management pro player it doesn't matter what we've what we've touched on here and what we've seen the response is that this system is broken okay it's broken because the players signed off on it mm-hmm. i want mm-hmm. i want to invite you i want to invite robert smith who was on the nfl board of uh, disability and pension uh, jay feely has reached out to me as a longtime player rep who has strong feelings on this when the football season is over, I want to dedicate a full two hours to talking about this issue, and that won't even cover We'd it. Love to. But the, I, I think whenever there's a problem, then everybody agrees there's a problem. Don't talk about the problem. Present solutions. And I want to get you three together and maybe some other voices and try to figure out how we fix this because it has to be fixed. And you know, and, and I know a lot has to do with the current players agreeing to this, but those guys don't have the, one second, buddy. Those guys don't have the time because you're you're trying to figure out a CBA within the season, trying to uh, 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 yeah. educate yeah. guys yeah. that are playing throughout the season. You don't have time to really fully comprehend yeah. what's going on. You just hey, if your union rep says this is something we should agree to, let's agree to. So it. shift Without the calendar, maybe. That. Right. You got to shift the count. You have to involve more than just the players outside council, yeah. former players. This has to be a collective yeah. group. Effort. Yeah, I love that really idea because when yeah. you're I, Ryan Clark said something talking about the DeMar Hamlin coverage when I was 24 years old, I didn't even know I could die. <laughs> they need right. former players yeah. representing the issues, the problems, the situations that all of the guys that are casting votes today are going to one day be faced with. They've got to be educated on that. Not the end of this conversation, but it is no. for today. Thanks, Dequell. Dequell, we love you, man. Thanks, Thanks, you it's adorable. Thank you very much. Have a great weekend. By Thanks, the way, Cheers. by the way, real quick, five seconds, Mike. This is important. Browns defensive end coach Chris Kiffin confirms that Clowney refused to play on first and second down versus Baltimore. He claimed it was because of injury, which obviously it wasn't. That's lame. Well, yeah, well I, he's not playing. Play. There's I, no I, way he's playing. It's, it's, right, it's a good segue go because chats. all of the super chats we got today all are right, go dedicated to Clowney. This is from Mason Gordon. Hey guys, love the show. Listen and watch every day. Mason, thank you. My question is, if Clowney thinks he's so good and should have ten sacks, why can't he win a single one-on-one? <laughs> yeah, you're right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. go. Do your job. There you go. If you believe in yourself and nobody else does, as he claims, prove us wrong. This is from Charles T. Actually, we have two from Charles T. The first from Charles T. Hey, guys, Clowney's example of why we have to stop firing coaches after three years and build a coach culture where players don't feel comfortable doing things like this. Sean Payton took eight years to build a culture, 
his follow-up was, no coach could feel confident to make moves on the Browns in just three years when the culture is fire after three years. Well, Tomlin yeah. came in with culture already. Zach came in after Lovey had 10-plus years. Players know the owner's track record. That's true. They're going to get away with what they can get away with or what they think they can get away with. Mm. Well, oh, oh. And breaking news, we just crashed 150 members. Subscribe, become a member. Oh, which maybe because now we've told them how yeah, to do yeah, it. Yeah, right, the right, right. Angry Jason Lloyd emoji is now available. Hot yeah. Hot. Yeah. Very angry Jason emoji. Isn't that the one that Bull said he looked constipated in? Yeah. This is. This is the constipated and or angry, your choice, viewer discretion. Maybe he was angry in the toilet. Who knows? Angry uh, at the toilet. Who knows? Uh, yes. We should have, bad job out of us. We should have asked the Quell about Peyton Hillis because they were teammates. Oh, you're right. Somebody tweeted yeah, that at me. You're right. Doggone yeah. Well, the good thing is hopefully we have some more information on Hillis. Uh, yeah. I did see a report during the show he's making progress, uh, which is awesome. So our continued prayers good. for uh, Peyton Hillis. Very good. He didn't yeah. hear. He saved his kids who he thought was drowning. His kids are fine. He is now in critical condition. So uh, hopefully the former Browns running back will do better. Maybe We're talk when, about he, when the, he's out of the woods, maybe we get him on the show. Because I think he'd yeah, be an entertaining guest. We reached guest. out to him a couple times. It, he has I don't never know if it went great when we reached out to him, but we'll try it again. It didn't go great. <laughs> um, but we were going to talk about this at the end of the show. The proposal the NFL owners are voting on today, de um, debating whether the AFC to playoff. It's outrageous. The AFC playoff yeah. picture. Bulls hot on it. Yeah. Bulls hot. Hit the it's join. Be overtime hit contest. the join button and become a member because we're going to start that segment yep. as soon as this show ends. It is our overtime content for the day. But I guess that wraps up another week of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, right? Hey, best Friday numbers in a Man. long time. So listen, I, listen, I think that this was perhaps a, 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 great a, show. a massive week in the history of massive week, yeah. great show. The, uh, the, the, uh, the eyeballs and the publicity that G has provided this program, mm -hmm. um, it feels like a tidal wave, guys. It, it Everybody's like in, be all in, because we're going to be here a while. Final post-game show this Sunday. Yeah, yeah, it's been a wild ride on post-game show. Final mm -hmm. one. Have a great weekend. Go Browns. We'll see you on the post-game show on Sunday and then back here for the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show on Monday. The Twitter. McCarthy lost the 12th vote.